Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast. And I'm with Jeffrey, my co-partner. What's up in the kingdom of God? So, Jeffrey, we're going to take questions from our listening audience. And this one is about presenting the gospel of the kingdom. He says, after reading Insurgents, I have a question. Let's say that you have been talking about the kingdom of God with an unbeliever, explaining the true nature of the lordship of Jesus that he wants to have in their life and how this person needs to enter the kingdom. I understand that the sinner's prayer was an invention. How would you instruct or lead this person into submitting their life to the Lordship of Jesus? Jeffrey, what say you? Well, I heard uh, a wise person once say that you have to connect before you can correct. And, And so... My interpretation of that is getting into a relationship with a person first, connecting with them, becoming friends. If the Lord really put them on my heart or or we've crossed paths with one another, you know, that just begins like any other relationship with just a, a friendship, doing something fun together, whatever that might be. But the bottom line is to connect before you can correct. And then them seeing in my life that as much as the grace of God has given me to be able to do, that I'm submitting and surrendering and walking in the kingdom of God. Because when we first started doing these podcasts, we were saying that we had to get a restoration of the kingdom of God message. And so therefore, I had to first be in a place where I could hear it, then obey it, and then I could proclaim it. So I've had to have heard it myself, be obeying it in my own life, and then be able to proclaim it. And I think that, um, you know, I heard where they said St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words so that people see that in my life. So in, in a friendship. And so I've actually got right at this moment, several friendships that have started to be cultivated of just, you know, connecting with people and letting them just see in my mannerisms and my lifestyle. I'm thinking of this one guy we first uh, met about a week from uh, Labor Day. This is October 2019 right now. And so last month, and, you know, we sat down to eat and, you know, it's my practice to pray before I eat over my meal. But this person was an unbeliever and the Spirit of the Lord just put in my heart to just ask him as the food was being brought to us, do you mind if I pray over the meal? Mm. And he was kind of taken aback by that. And he was like, well, yeah, sure, okay. But he told me in a meeting a few weeks later that he's like, you know, he said, that was really uh, nice of you. You asked me first if I mind if you prayed. Mm. You were considerate about my thoughts about, you know, just with prayer. And so, you know, little things, and I couldn't come up with that on my own, little things like that, being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, it pointed out something to him that I don't know as of right now about his past, but we don't know about people's past. They might have been hurt by religious people. They might have been hurt 
by you know something that they perceived of God but I also know that if you listen to the Lord and are living by your spiritual instincts by the indwelling life of Christ that he'll have you do little things in that relationship that he'll be showing them himself to them even if you're not even realizing it that just reminds me quickly of a story of about 15 20 years ago when i was a volunteer at a youth prison in newark new jersey the county youth prison and i remember the first night that i went there i had my bible had my uh Thompson chain reference, you know, red leather burgundy uh, Bible with me and sat in a room with about 15, 16 other ministers who each had a guy that they mentored. And we all just, you know, sat one-on-one at different tables and just opened up a passage. And mine was probably what my pastor had preached that Sunday and just shared it with uh, this gentleman. We'll just call him John. When I reflected after that encounter, I was like, well, everybody sat there and did that. So I asked his social worker, what was his problems? What were his needs? What was what was going on with him? And she said, well, you know, he has trouble with math and some English uh, grammar. He was a Latino brother. So, so anyhow, the next time I came, the Lord led me to just go online. I printed up some math problems, some addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. And I brought those sheets, and we sat there and did that. And we did that for literally like three, four, five weeks until... John began to say to me, and I have my Bible with me, but we would do that. He would say, well, why don't you read me something out of the Bible? And I would say, well, ask me a question. The long short of that story was that I learned in this encounter was that in America, everybody has heard about God or Jesus. It's just what their interpretation is of what they've heard. Yeah, that's right. And so he had questions about who God was, who Jesus was, and so... As you know, we still did some math, but he still wanted to ask me questions. But what the other side of his questions were, his questions challenged me to go study and seek the Lord for the answers because some of those things were things that I just believed in. Like I just believed that God created the heavens and the earth. I didn't I didn't need anybody to have to explain it out any further to me. So it caused me to study and seek the Lord more to be able to come back because as you know Peter says first Peter 3 I think it's around 15 you know uh, sanctify the Lord Jesus in your heart and have an answer prepared for everyone you know who, who questions you know the hope that you have in you I'm paraphrasing that scripture but you get my point and so the point of that was that kindled a relationship with him where it challenged me to come back and share different things with him but I think the bottom line is what I heard this wise brother say you have to connect before you can correct because if you just go into it just like I'm just going to correct people or it can become condescending paternalistic you know it's just insulting that's true you're selling a product to someone mm. um, you're a salesman you're trying to recruit that's what people feel when you come out of the gate trying to uh, share the gospel of the kingdom with an unbeliever on a one-on-one basis and that's what we're talking about we're not talking about mm-hmm. preaching to an audience or a yeah. crowd i would add in affirming everything you said there jeffrey that jesus christ presented himself differently to mm. different people yeah. according to their need yeah so if i was engaged in a conversation with an unbeliever with the intent of sharing the gospel of the kingdom with them 90 percent of my interaction with them would be listening mm-hmm. and i would be listening on two levels listening to what they're saying and also listening to the spirit 
and trying to find what their needs are yeah. based on what they're telling me. And that would uh, direct me concerning what aspect of Christ the King I would be presenting to them. That's good. Because before you preach the gospel of the kingdom, you must first show them who the king is. Amen. If I have to be captured by his glory, that's Amen. the first part of Amen. insurgence. Amen. That's why I begin with pulling back the curtain and showing the reader who the king is, his glory, his irresistible personality, his incredible compassion. Because Jesus himself, before he asked the disciples to follow him, he had exposed himself to them amen they had yeah, seen yeah, him they had yeah, seen his yeah. glory you know uh, we miss this because we often read the gospels out of its chronological context and so we see jesus walking by some fishermen and saying follow me and we think oh that's the first time they ever saw him why'd they follow him they don't even know who he is well that's not true when you look at the whole when you look at the whole picture in chronological order which others have done like robert mounts in his book jesus in his own words you see that they had lots of exposure to him yes. before he said, follow me. So the first thing is to show this person Jesus Christ and to show them the aspect of Christ that they need to see based on where they're at mm. in their life. One of the ways we do this too is through telling our story, but first hearing their story. Yes, yes. And then telling them as a witness mm. who Christ is and who he is to us who the king is to us. Now, the word witness actually can be translated martyr. Hmm. And so a witness is someone who's speaking from firsthand experience of an event or a person. Hmm. And in the New Testament, it has to do with witnessing to Jesus Amen. in firsthand experience. That's good. But there's also the meaning of martyr. If you look it up, witness is a martyr. And a martyr is one who surrendered their life. They're dead to themselves. Amen. They live for Christ. And then after that, the gospel of the kingdom is forsake all and mm -hmm. follow him. Amen. Repent and believe. Mm -hmm. Those are words that mean the same thing. Forsake all and follow him. Repent and believe. Two ways of saying the same thing. And yeah. then leading them to the waters of baptism, Amen. which we talk about in Insurgents, and which I have the standalone article on the Insurgents book page that people can read and how baptism is that breaking of the loyalty oath to the world system, Amen. renouncing the world, Amen. and coming into a new kingdom, a new civilization, a new life. In the kingdom of God, under the headship and kingship and lordship of Jesus. And so I think that, in general, would be the principles that would guide me in conversing with an unbeliever one-on-one. -on -one listening with both ears when you're talking to a person and something I had to learn and uh, I read somewhere you know talking about reading books where the person said the greatest from their position it was like the greatest act of love you could show someone is to listen to them mm. and people are, are trying to really they're crying out for somebody to listen to them to connect mm. I think that's one of the big things about social media and so, I mean, one of the things, if I really have a heart to want to present the gospel to Christ, and I, I honestly believe that, yes, I have to have seen his glory myself and been captured by it, is, is to really listen to the person and not listen thinking about what I'm about right. to say. It's not really listening. Because then I'm not listening. I'm thinking about what I'm about to say to respond to them. But, but really, with empathy, just listen to them. 
again, when we talk about forsaking all, repent and believe and follow and forsake all, you know, one of the things that comes out in the book, you can tell, you say something to the effect of, you can tell where a person's heart is by how they spend their time and their money. And so this one-on-one presentation of the gospel with a person, it's going to be more than one encounter with them. And it's going to be giving up of your time. It's going to be a sacrifice because if I come and sit and have a cup of coffee with somebody in the diner or I meet somebody for a walk in the park or, or I hang out with that person, I'm sacrificing something else that I could be doing to be with them. And then, so it really comes about how important it is, you know, in that relationship for me, because I might have multiple encounters with that person before I even get to share anything about the kingdom of God with them, you know, and I'll have to meet them, you know, where they're at, like you were saying, and maybe even just find a place. And I see Jesus doing that. He finds places where he can connect with people at where they're at. You know, with the long game, as you might say, the long game with the long game in mind and uh, and letting the game kind of flow to me, you know, with the move of the spirit. But there has to be that uh, determination. One, I'm going to really listen Two, you know, it's going to be a sacrifice. And then three, and this gets back to another podcast that we did about worry, hurry and anxiety is the outcome is going to be left up to the Lord at the end of the day. You know, we plant a seed, we might water a seed, but it's God that brings the increase. That's right. God's responsibility is to cause it to grow. Well, hopefully you found that helpful, and we are going to close here, and we'll see you on the other side in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.